Gee, will you be telling your grandkids or great-great-grandkids in the future of how beautiful it once used to be, just jumping off the rocks there at entrance point on a full tide, or even just uh, throwing that fishing line. Uh, there's also the stories uh, to do with that little cave uh, there that perhaps many of you used to wander in and out of there, nestled uh, behind uh, rocks uh, that have resurfaced over the years. That's always been a popular spot for Broome residents, especially when it comes to family activity. And that's very much been a concern of many Broome people, as that area is now up for discussion because they picked it out to uh, be the spot for the safe boating harbour or marina, as uh, it's been long awaited for by uh, boaties and even visitors here in Broome. After years of uh, discussion, uh, they've uh, come to a general consensus of utilising that particular patch. But what do you think? Uh, the Coastal Dinosaur Management Group have been uh, very vocal uh, about uh, any development around uh, the Riddell uh, Beach area and that particular patch for a number of years. We spoke to Desiree Haynes last week, our Deputy Shy President, and she mentioned that uh, the Dinosaur Management Group have been involved with the discussion and so has uh, the group from uh, the Queensland University to talk more about uh, their feelings. Uh, that's uh, the Dinosaur Management Group uh, that look at the, the coastal tracks we have around Broome. We've got Chairperson Miklo Corpus with us and the Secretary Michelle Teo. Welcome to both of you. Uh, thank you for taking our call. Hi, good morning, Sandy, and good morning to your listeners. Um, it's a pleasure to be on, on your program again. Good morning, Sandy, and listeners. Um, Michelle here. Great to be with you. Certainly nice to be. Uh, talking to used to uh, doing it by distance only because we've got to keep that social distance now otherwise you'd be both in the studio with us to talk more about this if I could just start with you Miklo, you're a Yaru man and uh, the chairperson of uh, the uh, Dinosaur Coastal Management uh, Group uh, th these uh, feelings about uh, the protection of dinosaur tracks have been uh, known for a number of years by yourselves and, and others involved uh, with uh, keeping a track on development. Yeah, no, that's good. Yes, Andy, and you're right. I've been interested in the dinosaur tracks now for uh, over, over 20 years and um, 
um, I, I just like to say that uh, we're not against uh, the um, the development of a rhythm boating facility. Um, we're just keen to work together um, to have um, uh, the prints um, or the track protected, really, and educate people about it. And, and it's important that we do that because um, it's been there for some time now and um, we just need to make sure that uh, it's intact for the future. And, uh, yeah, to be on this program and um, to give some input into the um, trackways that we've got around Broome here, um, uh, I, I think that's an opportunity um, to make our... Uh, I suppose stance more clear on where we would, would want to go and what part we would want to be the, um, involved with. Um, but yeah, uh, so it is important that uh, we engage properly with the Shire. The Shire says that um, they've properly informed us and things like that, but um, the information that we've been getting uh, has been misleading at times there. Um, uh, so it, it um, makes some hairs on our sort of back stand up to pay more attention and be, be push the issue of being more actively involved uh, with any consultation in regards to the safe um, marina or the boat hub. Michelle, you as the secretary has been keeping track and tabs on uh, this for a, a long time. What's been your understanding? Yes, well, Sandy, a couple of years ago, um, the, uh, we invited councillors and the executives to come and learn about the tracks. And um, a couple of councillors, including um, Harold Tracy and um, CEO Sam Mastrobombo, down with us at Riddell Beach and having a look about the tracks. And then shortly after that, um, I think there was some, uh, was sort of a few months later, um, had a quiet chat with, with Sam about the National Heritage Listing and if the Bell Safe Boat Harbour was to go ahead, um, there were requirements under the Environmental Conservation and Biodiversity, I'm not sure if I got it right, um, um, Environmental Conservation Biodiversity Act that had to be complied with. So as a result of that, Dr. Steve Salisbury and Dr. Anthony Romolo were um, contracted by the project team, I understand, to do a survey of all the tracks. And that was handed in, um, uh, what was it, about 2000, it was done about 2018. And on that basis, um, that Safe Boat Harbour was changed in, I suppose, um, size as well as location, that it was to go ahead next to what was known is known as the Kimberley Marine Supply Base near, near the wharf. And Michelow and I were engaged in confidential discussion with Harold around when it was about August, September of last year, where he advised us of that, that decision. We were very happy. Um, and then... In February of this year, um, the, the Shire informed me um, that it had been changed to this location. And um, Michelo and I went back, I think, on the 10th of March and had further discussions. 
and Steve Salisbury was linked in by phone. Now, Micklow and I could see the plans, Steve couldn't. And it wasn't until the agenda papers came out for the special council meeting we fully understood the extent and actual location. Now, even at the discussion that I first had with the Shire in February, remembering that the decision to relocate had occurred in December, in the February meeting I did point out that it had the potential to impact on tracks, significant scientific tracks, um, and we're still maintaining that position. It's very evident that this will have impact on a, a, a rock, um, a reef at entrance point, that according to the report from Dr. Steve Salisbury has the most number of pre-toed theropod tracks and they're not just a trackway, not of an animal just walking, but there's interaction between the track makers. So the behaviour is different than what you see elsewhere. And I understand from Steve that this is quite scientifically significant. So we're very keen to work with the designers about the proposal to work and find if we see if we can find out a solution. So. The um, boating facility, as it's now called, can go ahead, but we can also ensure these tracks are protected. They've been there for 130 million years, so we need to um, take a little bit of time to actually find a solution. Micklow, it was mentioned there next to the uh, supply base, uh, perhaps as a site there to begin with. Is that the same area but closer to the the jetty or is it on the other side of the jetty? Um, yeah, it's closer to the jetty, yeah. uh, the su- supply base. But um, in this instance, we're not talking about a supply base, we're talking about a safe mooring for boats. And um, we haven't, uh, we've seen a proposed plan for uh, the other um, proposed development. But um, I, I'd just like to say that uh, scientifically and um, constantly, these prints uh, that's uh, been um, discovered, it's the only one in Australia and in the whole of, of the world. And, and it's so unique uh, to have something like this on our doorstep and um, we as people need to you know be sensible about these things and how we go about developing our coastline and we've got to make sure that um, whatever development we've got on our coastline doesn't have a hindrance or damage or threaten um, our scientific and cultural importance basis around the place here. Um, The cultural part about it is that um, my understanding is that um, the uh, prints uh, or the tracks, trackways are, are sitting on a song line and, and it's the northern tradition. And the northern tradition um, uh, song line, um, the people who looks after that is the Galabru people. They've inherited roles and responsibility on how to look after and educate and protect these cotton stones of importance to not only just myself, but everybody in the world. And, um, yeah, so we will 
try and do everything that we can in our power to eliminate any threat or damages done to these trackways. Would there be enough room there for, say, another jetty which will create that supply base and a, a marina without affecting entrance point? Already the uh, proposal for the marina uh, has um, a threat um, with, with the uh, d- design um, where they want to put things. Uh, like we said, um, the, the area that they um, were wanting to develop this uh, marina uh, sits on a place that uh, the tracks is the only tracks on the whole planet. That's where it's at. It's in Brooklyn. And it's right at our doorstep. And um, if we, like I said, that uh, we're not opposing to any uh, development of a safe mooring or a boiled harbour, um, our interest is to protect these sites of uh, significance scientifically and culturally. Um, and um, we, we've got a, a, an active. Um, follow uh, the biodiversity um, act and things like that. So we're carefully on how we're going to scope and shape ourselves within, um, I think, the negotiations that needs to be taking place. The Shire have been working in with Yarrow for a number of years to find the, the perfect spot and they've pretty much settled on that area and uh, with that supply base there, Families are also concerned about losing access to that part of the beach for fishing and for even putting their boats out, utilising those rocks as they've always done for generations. Yeah, no, we understand Yarrow was uh, involved in the pro- uh, process. Uh, sometimes we were in, involved in, um, as a dinosaur management committee and sometimes we were. Um, so we came uh, to work uh, together, I think, and develop a relationship so we all have an understanding of where this thing could go and how it could go um, and to protect uh, the cultural and the scientific importance of it. And I can't express that anymore, Sandy, because uh, it is important not only to myself but yeah, to everybody in the community and everybody that's going to be visiting Broome in the future look for these friends. Um, yeah, so I'm overwhelmed with um, uh, how we've been involved in the process, but I will be more pleased if we actually weld our way into the process too and to get the um, stakeholders um, involved in who we are and what we stand for, and how we're going to do these things, and what how what should we do in these sort of circumstances? Because regardless of what, we're really going to notice a change there, and especially with uh, public access uh, down to entrance point, that's going to be very different. If anything was to go ahead there, yeah, I I understand. Um, yeah, it, it'll uh, it'll change things there. But um, again, we'd like to have access to those areas too. And um, I think um, if we as a community stand up, 
I think we should look on how they deliver services to us and our people here and um, make sure that we do have access to areas uh, for fishing and for gathering, hunting and things like that. Michelle, how could people best have an import into perhaps helping the interests of keeping those tracks safe? Thanks, Sandy, for that. Um, On the Shire site that's linked to the website, there's a survey there, so I'd encourage people to fill that out and make their comments. They can also write into the Shire too. Now, I'm not sure, given the changing things with the coronavirus, whether there is going to be a briefing session at the fishing club still on Friday evening, which I think it's 5 to 7 p.m. Go along and learn the facts and ask questions. And then there was also meant to be a display at the Broome Boulevard on Saturday, I think between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. Go along, learn about it. There's also information displays in the um, library and the Shire and I think Cackle World and uh, Pasquale Plaza and a few other places around town. Go along, learn about it. And then if you've got any queries about the track, most definitely contact us on dinosaurcmg at gmail.com and we can um, uh, answer any questions um, and um, basically write in. If you don't take part in this, you you need to be in it to be able to influence the outcome. Nicola, how are the Galara Blue people feeling um, they about this? They are devastated um, in regards to the process too and um, not being involved um, in every step of the way on um, yeah how to carve and look after this sunlight. Um, it's important uh, to the people, um, especially to the people that inherited roles and responsibility on how to look after and protect these places um, and especially to maintain these places too. Um, And the other way that um, other people could be um, uh, educated about it, I think if we keep you in tune there, uh, Sandy, I think Radio Mm Galari is the best way to get out for for our countrymen. Um, And uh, yeah, so we'd, yeah. We would rely on Radio Galari to get the message to people on how and what's going to happen to Amprince Point in regards to access for Aboriginal people um, for the for their fishing, and their hunting, and their gathering. But there's oysters and fishing, and yeah. Thank you both for taking time to get together to have this conversation with us. It's a talking point and really it is a, a serious matter that needs to be considered there. So the the public comment period is open and they can uh, just jump onto the show website if they don't uh, have any other access other than perhaps uh, going to future information sessions, Michelle. Yeah. That's right. But again, Sandy, I don't know now with social distancing and limiting on gathering whether they will proceed. I dare say the child will put some notice on their website. Yeah.
Thank you both again. Mikla Kopis, uh, thank you for uh, taking time. And Michelle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. See you soon. Kalia Mabu. Mikla Kopis is the chairperson of the Dinosaur Coastal Management Group. And uh, Michelle Tio there speaking uh, to me by phone.